0: Real Life, Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Tomplay in conjunction with iHeartRadio and Cloud 10 Media.
1: rights
2: your crime spree was over son yeah you thought you had it licked, but detective overtone made should have turn to shit <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. get ready you're gonna do
1: this episode of real life real crime the podcast may contain descriptions of acts of violence or that are of a sexual nature it should be for people that are 18 years or older heed my warning people i do not get the facts of these cases off of the internet or from some television show the facts i'm retelling you were presented to me by the victims of the crimes the perpetrators who committed the crimes against the victims. My description of the crime scenes are what I saw with my own two eyes. If you're going to get offended, please turn this podcast off now. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Woody Overton. And today, I'm doing a very, very special near and dear to my heart episode. Y'all know it's raw and unscripted. I will be playing some, some audio clips. Stay tuned at the end of the show for a bunch of announcements, including about the third annual crew bash or Lopa raffle, etc. But I don't even know how to tell this story, but I'm going to call it Justice for Mary, The Arrest, Okay. So I want to digress and go back to the beginning of how I got involved in Mary's case, Mary Portia's case. And it was really a long process. And I kept getting messages from different lifers about Mary's homicide or or murder case. And would I please contact the family and take this case on? And y'all, I wasn't going to do it. I know most people don't like the series. When I do the the cases like Courtney Cocos or Miss Barbara Blunt's and and now Mary's, you just want me to tell my old cop stories. And I get that, but, you know, I'm an old detective at heart. And now I'm a certified expert witness in all U.S. federal courts and law enforcement matters. So, you know, I'm a career lifetime law enforcement professional. And yes, I found that, that I have a knack for telling stories and I love to tell them. And there's a lot of great ones, right? And a lot more coming starting next week, but every once in a while, like Courtney Coco's uh, story came out and it just took one and it took a life of its own. Right. And justice for Courtney, we go back to court next week and they filed a bunch of motions to be like nine different motions. The defense did I their free shot to try to get Courtney Coco's thing thrown out. But, y'all, when I quit working the story, I don't just work the story. I don't just tell the story. I live the story. I live it with my Stephanie and her family, Courtney Coco's. And and I don't make a dime off of it. They don't pay me anything. You know, I do it. When I, when I decide I'm going to take it on, I do it. Woody Overton fashion, which is balls to the wall as hard as I can. And I throw my whole heart and soul into it. And I am promised Courtney Coco's family and her mama that I'd be there for everything. And I have every, except for one, a court date, they got dismissed. Anyway, I've been there sitting on the front row of the courtroom with them and I'll continue to do so. And we talked Miss Stephanie and I talked last night, they are now my family. And, but it takes a lot out of me emotionally mentally, and, and because of my OCD, and I just get so involved in it, right? And I care so much, and I want, I want to see the justice. Then fast forward to Miss Barbara Blunts. And then that's not to mention the Rapids burning series I did where I highlighted all these different cases that have been going on in Rapids. And I wish I could work each one of them. I wish I could give each one of them the time and dedication that I gave Courtney Cocos, but I can't. You know, I just can't do it for a multitude of reasons, but then Sheriff Jason Ard reached out to me to work Miss Barbara Blunt's case. And, Lord, it's a tough case. And and I, I think about her every day. I carry her picture with me every single day. So it's not like you just hear these episodes and he's done, you know, and, and Miss Barbara's family, God bless them, Miss, Miss Sarah and them. I mean, they, they reach out to me all the time. And on Ms. Barbara's case, it's been horrible. It's been an absolute shit show that every time we get started on something, something happened, you know, first being COVID and then whatever else and hurricanes and then COVID again and whatever. But we're still working it, and I, I still work it every day. And so could please continue to send in your tips on that case because it's important. Even if you think it's a silly idea Or it's been gone over before, or whatever, send it in. It may be the one thing that we need to take this to a conviction, okay? Uh, Arrest must, much less than arrest, to a conviction. But but I carry Miss Barbara's case with me every single day. And it's hard on on me mentally and emotionally. I I mean, Nowhere near as hard as the family, right? But every day that I don't have an arrest in Miss Barber's case bothers the shit out of me. And it will continue to do so. And I'm going to continue to work it, right? But I, I promised my wife. I said, I'm not doing anymore. I'm not taking any more of these cases. Now, here's the problem with that. I, by that, I mean unsolved uh, cold cases, y'all. The, the problem with that is because of the success in Courtney Coco's case, and because of the rapids burning series, because of Ms. Barbara Blunt's case, and these families having the light shone upon their pain, you know, the, the I get requests, I shit you not, I bet you I get anywhere between five to 10 requests a day from family members around the world that are hurting, that have horrible cases where their family members have been murdered and they're looking to get justice. And, you know, that's tough. And And I have to tell them no. And it was, it, um, I help them if I can. I'll tell them, some of them, I, I'll just read it real quick and, and give them a, a quick opinion. But, you know, you know, some of them are, are families that can't accept their, their family member committed suicide or whatever. But whatever it is, I tell them the truth. But some of them, I tell them how to get their... File for public information requests or whatever. I, if I can help them, I can. But y'all, there's a lot that I can't do anything for, and it just takes too much time. And 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 I know that's being selfish, but then I have real life. Real crime was was based off the premise of me telling my old cop stories. And for me to get involved in these cases, I get a thousand percent involved. I go in wholeheartedly. And I want to get justice. And I just, I told my wife, I said, I can't do it anymore. And I, I said, I'm, I'm going to help people where I can, but I'm not taking on another case. It's too much. Can't do it. Fast forward. I started getting contacted about, from lifers, about Mary's case. And, and I mean, y'all, it was a bunch of you. It was a bunch of you. And in. Some of you that I know personally, some of you that, that, that I just know from being lifers, and it just kept coming, will you, will you contact this family? Will you contact this family? Blah, blah, blah. This is a horrible case. Will you contact this family? And I, I wasn't going to do it. By God, I fought it every step of the way until Mama Karen, Karen Ortolano, who is a Dream Team moderator, And she and I worked together at the sheriff's office for many, many, many years. I mean, I affectionately call her mama. I mean, I love her to death. And when she reached out to me personally and she said, Woody, baby, will you please, please call this family? I'm asking you, even if you can't help them, and and I know you don't have the time and everything else, but would you please just listen to the story? And I told her, yes, yes okay because she's my mama and I love her right it's not my real mommy album but you you get the gist real real hey y'all there's one part of your body that gets criminally overlooked it's your gut it impacts literally everything your weight your mood your digestion and because your gut houses up to 80% of your immune system a healthy gut is truly the gateway to feeling your best Unfortunately, there's a long lineup of crooks conspiring to take your gut health down. Stress, toxins, even just one day of eating a Western-style diet. Thankfully, with Just Thrive Probiotic, it's now easier than ever to give your gut what it needs to thrive. Just Thrive's breakthrough, award-winning probiotic is the only product on the market that's proven to turn your gut into an antioxidant factory, meaning you get maximum immune, digestive, and total body health support. It's vegan-friendly, gluten-free, dairy-free, histamine-free, and non-GMO, and has been loudly endorsed by some of the biggest health luminaries on the planet. So if you're looking for the best in gut health support, choose the clinically proven, award-winning power of Just Thrive Probiotic. Y'all... I've been taking it now for about three weeks, and I feel better, cleaner, and healthier. So for a limited time, get 15% off when you go to JustThriveHealth.com and use code R-L-R-C at checkout. That's JustThriveHealth.com and use code R-L-R-C at checkout. Real life, real
2: crime.
1: So I reached out to Lori Cash, one of Mary's sisters, who was kind of the point of contact that I had been given. And Lori is very intelligent, and but she she's stern, she's tough, right? And I'm you know I'm going into this phone call thinking that I'm gonna maybe just listen and then placate them and tell them I can't do it. But she started telling me everything, y'all. And then the old cop in me comes out, and I told her, I said, look, I'm going to interrupt you and ask a lot of questions because I have hundreds of thousands of hours in interview and interrogation. And if I don't ask the question when it's on the tip of my tongue, then I'll forget, right? Once I heard just a little bit, I'm like, I'm kicking into cop mode. And... So I started asking questions, and she's answering. She had an answer to everything, a legitimate answer. And if she didn't know something, she told me she didn't know, which I had to respect. But during the conversation, it comes out that there is a photograph of Mary in the funeral home that shows her face and in, in numerous injuries. And I said, can can you send that to me? She said, sure, right? But she keeps on, she told me how, you know, when they First met with the detectives. The detectives promised the family, no one hurt your sister. No one touched your sister. There's not a mark on her. All right? And so we're still talking, and she sends me this photograph. And I open it up, and I look at it, and I'm like, holy shit. Okay? I've dealt with, I can't tell you how many dead bodies. And here I am looking at this photograph of this deceased Mary's deceased head, if you will. And I'm looking at all the bruising and the injuries. And if you go back and listen to the series, I described the picture at one point. And I'm looking at it and and, and I'm kind of overcome with emotion. And I told Lori, I said, you know what? I need to get off the phone. Can I call you back? And she said, yes. I get off the phone. I'm looking at it and I'm thinking and I'm, and I'm all pissed off now. They, you know, the family was promised that, this lady was never touched. Well, it's a fucking lie, okay? And, and she was touched a lot, and it wasn't in a good way. And the, to compound the fact that it took three months for them to get the autopsy report back that said she was strangled to death. And, you know, they didn't take any DNA from underneath her fingernails. They, When they brought in the main suspect and questioned him, they didn't take or they, they didn't even ask to take pictures of, of, of his body when he said he had scratches on the back, something like that. But the detective didn't even ask. And, and on the phone call, on the recording on the phone call, when Lori asked about that, did did you ask? And he's like, oh, no, no, that would have required a, a search warrant uh, for me to ask that bullshit. Every homicide I've worked with cases where the um, there were maybe, or scratches or or evidence that's on the body like that that I could see, you don't have to have a fucking search warrant to ask them. You know, when you get them in there, say, hey, do you have any injuries on you other than the scratch on your face or or on your neck, whatever you had? And and if they say no, you say, hey, would you you mind taking your shirt off and letting me look? The worst they could do is say no. But nine times out of ten, they're going to comply. And when you find the scratches and shit on them, then and you ask him what it is, of course, you can advise them of the rights ahead of time, right? So you don't have to do this, and if I find something, I'll use it against you, right? But most people want to comply, even if they're guilty, they didn't do it, they didn't take the time to ask him. And again, that's more valuable evidence that's lost that so could have proven that Mary put up a fight, but he is lying. He's lying to the family member who doesn't know any better, right? If a detective sounds all authoritative and says, oh, no, that would have taken a, a, a search warrant for a full body cavity search. Bullshit, motherfucker. You know, all you had to do is ask. Then if they say no and you've telling the family you knew since, since the beginning that it was a homicide, then you go get a search warrant. Then you go to the judge and let the judge decide if there's enough probable cause for you to get this photographs of this guy's body or any potential injuries or evidence off his body. They didn't do it amongst a thousand other things that I was so pissed off about. But my wife sees me sitting there, and and I, so I started telling her. She sat down, I, I told her what Lori had told me, and then I showed her the picture. Now, my wife is like most people. She's not used to seeing that kind of stuff, right? I'm kind of desensitized to it, although I'm pissed off that they lied because obviously she's been beaten. And my wife says there, she almost starts crying. And she said, baby, how can you not help this family? She said, how can you not do this? This is what you do. This is what you did your whole career. And on top of that, you got the lifers. You got the best fans in the world. If you take this case on and you work it like Woody Overton can work it, and you put it together and you got the lifers backing you up, you, you know, that's, that's the only way this case is ever going to get solved. And yet, and she was right because the detectives told the family there is no way this case would ever, an arrest would ever be made in this case unless Gerald Pusho or Peanut came in and actually confessed or if the family could produce a video of him doing it. And I'm like, fuck, you know, and, and, and I'm like, you're right. So I called Lori back. I said, Lori, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it under some conditions. I said, the first thing is I want the whole family, you and your siblings to agree that if I take this on, once I start it, I'm not stopping, okay? I want you to understand that this is going to be a war. Yeah, This is not something, I know you're fired up and y'all are upset and everything, but this, when we, if we do this on Real Life Real Crime. And we shine this spotlight on it; it's going to piss people off, including West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office, including Peanuts got family members, right? This these families grew up together. Peanut and the brother were best friends for you know how their entire lives. He was married to Mary for forty something years. This is uh, they got you know grandkids and kids and all this shit, right? I told him, I said, you don't understand. You have no idea the fight that you're going to take on if you want to do this. So I want you to go back to each one of your siblings and explain to them that I said it's going to be a shit show. It's going to be a fight. If we rip this scab off and we shine the light in this darkness, it's going to be you're going to have problems that you never dreamed you could have. I said, I just you've got to know. And call me back. If you, the family decides they want to take this battle on, because it's going to be a battle, and if I do it, we're going to fuck them up. And and I didn't probably say fuck them up, y'all, to Lori. And she doesn't curse, but I emphasized it real hard. So she gets off, and she calls her, her siblings, and they talk, and she called me back, and she said, "Hey, we want it. we want it, we want to do it, and we want to, we want this fight. It's it's what's right for my sister. That's okay." when we set up the interview. Now, again, y'all, I'm not making any money off of this. And and I know a lot of you listeners out there hate to hear this damn series. But you know what? Sometimes it's not about just telling old cop stories. Sometimes it's about getting justice. And I still believe that. I still try to live my life by that. And so we, we did it. I set up a date. I had to pay my producer extra to come out in the field to do it. And and y'all, as you know, on the second tape, the audio still got screwed up because that kind of stuff happens. But I developed a strategy. My strategy was to put the human face on this family's pain by starting out telling who Mary was as a person, right? So you go back and listen to episodes. I, episode one, I talk about Mary where they grew up, what kind of person she was, what was her favorite thing to eat. They talk about everything from that to how messy she kept her car, right? But how much she loved to go to the garage sales and, and, and get clothes for her grandkids or kids, whatever. I mean, put the human face on Mary. That's what you got to do, first of all. Because you know why? So many times, there's so many murders nowadays. People are just desensitized. They just... They hear it, and it's like kind of in one ear and out the other. You can't do that. Put the human face on the victim. Then step two is put the human face on the victim's family's pain. Let the listeners hear how this family is hurting. And we did that. Step three of my plan was then to go into why they are hurting. What has been done in investigation? What hasn't been done in investigation? And I did that. Hey, y'all. For most people, the new year means rethinking how they take care of themselves. Native makes it easy to switch to a personal care brand that makes all their products with simple ingredients. Native cares about the products you put on your body. They're all about stopping the stink the right way. That's the Native difference. Native's coconut and vanilla scented aluminum-free deodorant has been a customer favorite for years, and now Native is on a mission to overhaul your entire hygiene routine. They create products that are made with simple ingredients like shea butter and coconut oil so you can smell great all day long. Native deodorant checks a lot of boxes. Aluminum-free, 24-hour odor protection, zero residue on skin application, and over 10 cents to choose from. Now is the time to treat yourself with Native. If you visit their site, you'll find not just deodorant, but body wash, bar soap, toothpaste, shampoo, conditioner, and sunscreen. Everything you need to take your self-care to the next level. Y'all, I use Native, it's totally replaced what I've been using my entire life. I like it, it gives great protection, in, I would recommend it to anybody. This year, up your personal hygiene routine with Native. Go to nativedeo.com slash R-L-R-C or use promo code R-L-R-C at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's N A T I V E D eo dot com slash r l r c or use promo code r l r c at checkout for twenty percent off your first order. Okay, now I started releasing the episodes in the order that I wanted, and I told the family. I said, when I got done recording with them, I said I'm gonna be with you every step of the way. This is now my fight. Okay, I said. But I'm not going to be very active, if you will, in the beginning on these first four parts. When I get done, I'm going to do a call to action, and that's when we're going to blow it out, right? But I wanted you as lifers to hear the story, like I told you, who Mary was, how she lived her life, then the family's pain, and then the screw-ups and everything that have not haven't been done in investigation and all the questions that are unanswered, et cetera, et cetera, and— but I told them, I said, you know, they and when the first episode drops, they start blowing up on social media and all that, and, and rightfully so. And I wanted it, and I liked every every post, but I did not do a call to action. It wasn't time. I let it go. Second episode, same thing. Now it's building momentum, it's growing organically. Mary's case is right; people are getting to know about it. Third episode, same thing. I'm kind of waiting in the wings because I know the big daddy's coming. Right. Fourth episode. Same thing, but when I told you to stay tuned for the fifth because it was going to be the most important, I meant it. And that was where Lori Cash had the detective bouquet recorded on the phone line, and she asked him, and God bless her because I don't know how she didn't lose her cool, and she asked him all those questions that you heard, and he lied about most of it. OK, and then and also tells her there's absolutely I, I know he did it, but I can't prove it. And unless he comes in and confesses or you provide a video, it's never going to happen. Right. Well, we proved it wrong. OK, when I knew when the fifth series dropped and I did the call to action, the lifers and I gave you the sheriff's phone number, I gave you the supervisor detectives phone number, I gave you. Detective Bouquet's phone number and emails, and I knew what the response was going to be. I had told the family. I said, "Be prepared, because when these lifers get a hold of it, and they, they after they hear the last episode, which is so damaging for them, I said, after they hear the last episode, it's going to go crazy. You, then we're going we're going to get the media attention and everything else. I said the focus, the whole point is." To shine the light on Mary's homicide where it can't be swept under the rug. and At this point, family's got nothing to lose, right? Because nothing's being done. They're telling you, you can't. we can't do anything, period. So what do we have to lose? Push out the fifth episode, y'all, and I'm actually out of town. I'm like 4,000 miles away on Tuesday when that episode dropped. And I get a phone call from, and I wasn't even on social media much that day, but I knew it was going to blow up. I get a phone call from Trey from uh, Channel 2. He's a head news director from uh, Channel 2 in Baton Rouge, WBRZ, the ABC affiliate. And I hadn't talked to him in two years, but we were talking about, right before COVID happened, we were talking about Barbara Blunt's case and some other business stuff. And then COVID happened and shut everything down, right? Right. But I get the phone call, and I still had him programmed in my phone, so I answer it. And he said, hey, Woody, it's Trey, you remember me? And I said, yep, I sure do. He said, you know, it's almost been two years to the day that since the last time we spoke and we were going to do all this stuff and, and what have you. I said, yeah. And he said, well, look, I'm calling about Mary's case, man. He said, you would not believe what's going on over here. I said, well, tell me. He said, your listeners are melting our phone lines and he said I've already been in contact with the West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office and they pretty much didn't have any comment or whatever at first and and but he had a contact let's let's just say there was a contact inside the Sheriff's Office that said their phone lines were melting from lifers around the world demanding justice for Mary now that's priceless. Not only the phone lines, their emails. I had a lifer from Australia email me and she said, They're sending my emails back. And at one point, I think we actually shut down the email system for them because y'all were overwhelming them, right? But you know what? I didn't do anything wrong. I wanted justice for Mary. And I have this platform, right? Yeah, telling stories is great, but you got all these people who are mamas or dads or brothers or sisters themselves, and they think, what if Mary was my sister or daughter or whatever, right? So the lifers got fired up, and I didn't have to do anything else. The lifers got fired up, and they blew it up. And, I mean, y'all, I couldn't be any prouder of you. I couldn't – I can't say thanks anymore. First of all, Mary's family for staying the course in the fight because it got ugly. Things have, have not been easy on them, I can assure you. But they stayed the course. They stayed true to their sister and did it. Secondly, lifers out there, every single one of you who took the time to call and email and and share everything on Facebook and all social media, you just can't. I just can't or never will be able to thank you enough. And I know the family feels the same way because now I'm going to tell you what happened. All right? So what I'm going to do first of all is play you when I was way, 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 way far away. The WBRZ actually ran a story that night. I told told him, I said, there's no way. He wanted me to get on a Zoom call. I'm like, bro, there's no way. I have absolutely no service. I don't have the time, et cetera. He said, when you get back to town next Tuesday, can can you come in? And I said, yeah, I would. But you know, that hadn't happened yet for obvious reasons. You'll see in a minute. But this is what happened the first time. The sheriff's office comes out, and under the pressure that y'all brought, lifers and the family brought, they swap it from, no arrest can ever be made. To that they plan on taking this case in March of 2021 to a grand jury. But let me play this for you, so if I can get it to play. I can't. I can't find the first release that WBRZ did, which basically said that because a true crime podcast, Real Life Real Crime, shine the spotlight on Mary's case, now the sheriff is saying that they intend to take. Mary's case to a grand jury in uh, March, right? Well, that's a hell of a long ways from saying that they could never arrest him, period. So, but we'll fast forward a couple more days and I introduced Trey to, I, I gave Trey's Lori's phone number and so he went to interview or they went to interview the family. So I'll play you the excerpt from the, this first news article that night
3: at 9 o'clock a new reward in what has become a high-profile homicide investigation in West Baton Rouge
4: Parish
0: a podcast turning the focus on a possible suspect and putting the heat on detectives Fallon Brown is live in the newsroom with new details in a story we first broke last night Sylvia Michael Mary Pocho was found dead in March of last year IN THAT TIME SPAN, THE FAMILY SAYS THE INVESTIGATION ISN'T MOVING FAST ENOUGH, DESPITE INVESTIGATORS SAYING IN A RECORDING THEY KNOW WHO MURDERED HER.
3: THIS ISN'T ASKING SOMEONE TO FIX A SPEEDING TICKET, THIS IS A MURDER INVESTIGATION treated as such.
0: Family members of Mary Pusho talking to WBRZ after a popular podcast put a new spotlight on the woman's homicide.
3: The only evidence that they've kind of indicated that they've had to us now this is what's been shared is basically what we as a family or a few other public members have given them.
0: The family frustrated so many months later there's no arrest in the case. Pusho was found, beaten and strangled in March of 2021. A death so gruesome, true crime podcaster Woody Overton says he couldn't ignore it.
1: This is a murder that I could not turn my back on after I was sent the pictures of how Mary was beat to hell basically.
0: Her death certificate lists her death as a homicide, but the family says detectives told them there is not enough evidence to prosecute a suspect.
3: We were shared information by the prosecutors, by the detectives, who their suspect was and literally said we know he did it.
0: The family spending all their free time working on their own case. Now, so desperate for answers, they're offering a reward.
3: I'll give $10,000 reward to anybody who can lead to the arrest and conviction for the murder of my sister. That comes out of my pocket and these this, this sisters' pocket. I will pay the $10,000.
0: Hoping for information leading to a confession. So there's justice for Mary. West Baton Rouge, Paris Sheriff's Office is handling the case and tells WBRZ the case will be brought before a grand jury, but did not want to comment on the podcast. In the newsroom, Fallon Brown, WBRZ News 2.
1: Hey, y'all. After a long day when I get home and I want to relax, I chill out of my recliner and get lost in a gripping story with characters I can love and hate. Is that too much to ask? Nope. Thanks to Sundance Now, I always have something to watch that's binge-worthy and that I can be obsessed with. Sundance Now is an ad-free streaming service created by AMC Networks for people who obsess over riveting storytelling and fresh perspectives. Sundance Now has original prestige dramas, international thrillers, and bone-chilling true crime shows. Every show is a sleek production with sexy lead characters. Y'all, I've been watching the British series *A Discovery of Witches. It's the perfect mix of period drama, romance, and edge-of-your-seat thriller. I've already watched seasons one and two, which are streaming now. And season three, the final season, is streaming January 8th. Discovery of Witches includes Matthew and Diana returning from their trip to 1590 to find tragedy at SEP Tours. They must find the missing pages from the Book of Life and the book itself before it's too late. Their enemies are gearing up against them, and a monster from Matthew's past who has been lying in wait will return for revenge. You can stream Sundance Now on all your favorite devices for as low as $4.99 a month. Just download the app or watch online and discover exclusive shows from around the world instantly. I found my next TV obsession on Sundance Now, and you will too. Try Sundance Now free for 30 days by going to SundanceNow.com and use promo code R-L-R-C. That's SundanceNow.com, code R-L-R-C, for 30 days of free streaming. SundanceNow.com, code R-L-R-C.
2: Haha,
1: Ha ha, shocker, right? They don't want to comment on the podcast, so... kudos again for the family to putting themselves in the fire and even stepping up and offering a $10,000 reward, okay? That is a hell of a long ways from saying, mm, sorry, we can't do anything. Now we're going to take it to a grand jury because of what you lifers did. But we're not done yet. The case continued and the pressure continued. Y'all continue to melt them, burn them up, and it's just priceless, right? The pressure continues. Y'all continue to call. It's blown up on social media like crazy. Now, I'm jumping in, right, answering every single one of them, thanking everybody for sharing it. I mean, that's a huge victory for us to get it to the point where they even acknowledge it, first of all, publicly, that it's a homicide. Number two, they're saying that they're going to work it and take it to a grand jury in March. Well, that's good, right? I was contacted, and I'm not going to say who, I was contacted by someone after the podcast was released that said when the detective bouquet said that he did x y and z in the investigation and went to such such lo- location and looked at such and such this person contacted me and said that is an absolute lie he never talked to us he never came here i mean y- y'all it's a bald faced lie and I like, but i don't know if this person's telling me the truth so I, and i said can you maybe call him up and confront him and, re- and record it uh, and explain that under Louisiana law as long as one person that's a part of the conversation gives permission it's legal right they did it and by God they tore into his ass and and he admitted he lied he admitted he had never been there he had never did the things that he said to Lori Cash on the podcast on the recording now now you it's malfeasance in office at the very best case scenario. The worst case scenario is he's covering up for Gerald Puchot or Peanut, who used to be a warden for the West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office. But, what I mean, what are you supposed to believe, right? I mean, why would you lie about all this serious, serious stuff? And, and, you know, okay, so what am I doing with that? Nothing yet. I'm holding on to the card to see what the powers of be are going to do. But meanwhile, oh, my gosh, lifers, y'all tore it up on every social media channel in the Real Life Real Crime community app everywhere. And I answered everyone and told them thank you. And now people were really pissed off. And people, much, much more people wouldn't listen to the episode, at least to episode five in the series and they became more pissed and they kept calling they kept grinding they kept emailing until the point where the powers that be brought the family back in and told them i'm not going to go into the discussions but basically told them that they were going to be on it and they questioned about everything that, that was said on the podcast and it was important to me y'all when they, when they told when I was told about this, then I knew they this wasn't getting swept under the rug. I knew that West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office and the prosecution w- were stepping up, and it's a shame that it had to come after y'all did it, after y'all blew it up. But it came, so I want to play this next one for you. This is what happens. So the other morning, I'm back home, y'all, and. It's 8 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't go to bed till like 4 o'clock. But this 8 o'clock in the morning, and Cindy wakes me up. She's shaking me. She, shakes me. she said, baby, baby. I said, what? She said, they arrested him. I said, who? She said, Peanut. Gerald Pouchet. they arrested him for murdering Mary and for obstruction of justice. She had been on social media already. I'm like, holy shit. So I immediately called the family and then, you know, everything else, right? So let me just play this story for you. Now, listen, this was on... So many different news channels. I'm gonna play. I'll, I want to play you two. I'm gonna play you WBRZ first. No, no. Yeah, I will play you WBRZ first, and then I'll play you another one that I did an interview for. Okay. But you know what? Time constraints. I'm gonna skip that. I'm just gonna play the the next one, which is from Fox News and Baton Rouge, and they also uh, NBC affiliate channel 33. BatonRougeProud.com. So I want to play this for y'all. It's important, and each and every one of y'all made this happen. It would not have happened if y'all had not answered the call.
3: Only this morning, a West Baton Rouge man was arrested for the murder of his wife. Gerald Pouchot is charged with second-degree murder and obstruction of justice nearly one year after his wife of 42 years, Mary Pouchot, was found dead in their home. Yeah, that's right. Details of this case grabbed the community's attention after the podcast Real Life, Real Crime dove into what the family felt was a slow-moving investigation. Our investigative reporter Arielle Salt checks in with the host of the podcast now that an arrest has been made.
4: In March, Mary Pusho was found dead in her home. Her siblings grew frustrated with the West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office for not solving her case. So they turned to Woody Overton, the host of the podcast Real Life, Real Crime.
1: The detective told the family there is no way they were, they were able to ever be able to make an arrest unless he came in and confessed. But I knew that wasn't true.
4: Mary's family suspected her husband, Gerald Pouchot, murdered her from the very beginning. Telling Overton in an interview that Gerald had a history of domestic violence and his behavior was odd after her passing.
1: It was a lot of things, and he was the last one with her. His stories never matched up, uh, and you know he secretly got married within six months while he's still telling the family that. And he's doing this grieving and everything else.
4: Before becoming the host of his own podcast, Overton was a Livingston Parish detective and was with the Louisiana State Police. He says this case should have been solved months
1: ago. They had way more than enough probable cause, but they screwed up the investigation from the beginning.
4: Gerald was arrested early Thursday morning and charged with second degree murder. Overton applauds WBRSO for booking him.
1: Good for stepping up now. It's sad it has to come after the pressure but they did the
4: right thing for was booked in the West Breton Rouge detention center where he reportedly worked as a warden years ago. No bond has been set at this time. We reached out to WBRSO for comment, but they have not responded. Ariel Salk, NBC local 33 news
3: and his wife left behind four children, sisters and a brother and a lot of grandchildren.
1: So y'all there you have it. Gerald push or peanut. Is sitting in the West Baton Rouge jail where he used to be the warden under arrest for the murder of Mary and obstruction of justice to the family, Mary's family. We love you. We're going to continue to stand by you. And this is just the first step in the process, right? But if you, you had not fault, if had you not sought me out and continued to seek justice for your sister, this would not happen. And I told you my plan. We executed it perfectly, and thank God, West Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office made the rest. Now, I want to give props to them as uh, they're ninety-nine percent. Of all cops, are great, y'all. You know, and they want to do their job. For whatever reason, Mary's case got stuffed, shuffled, whatever—I mean, whatever you want to call it. But lifers, I can say it's because of you, because Mary's family had been trying, right, and they couldn't get the results. They had had the meetings, they've done all everything they could do, and they couldn't get the results. When I did the call to action, lifers, you answered it. So when I do the post and I say this, the true credit belongs to Mary's family and every lifer, I mean it. You did it. You kept the pressure up. You shared it everywhere in the world. You've called. You've emailed. You've done it, and he is under arrest. Not because, just because of your pressure, but because – the evidence was there all along, and he should have been arrested a long time ago. The case is now being worked, and it's going to be prosecuted. And I want to say personally thank you to Sheriff Mike Cass and whoever it is now that he has working the case for. I want to say I'm sorry that we we had to bring the heat, and and maybe y'all weren't aware. I don't know. I know you're good people, but. This was handled totally the wrong way. This family should have not had to go on this long, but you stepped up. You did your job and you did it correctly. And I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to those that are the powers that be that made this case move forward finally and got the arrest. And we got the first step. For justice for Mary, with the rest of her husband of forty something years, so I love all of y'all. I'm blown away once again by the response that y'all given me, and when I, when I called for it, you know I always said and um, when we won the the awards in the past and and all these different things, you know I said I don't I didn't have a big production company. That was before I signed with Cloud Ten and our heart radio of the day before hurricane i destroyed my home but before that i i said i'll put the lifers up against anybody in the world and i meant it and we did it again y'all i asked y'all delivered and you ought to feel damn proud of yourselves because i'm damn proud of you every single one of you and i got goosebumps so I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And to all of you other families that are out there hurting and you're sending me your case information and stuff like that, maybe I got to rethink. Maybe I need to rethink. I actually, I'm going to rethink what I'm going to do going forward in the future. Now, I'm always going to tell my cop stories, but so many of you all said that you know, God put me here and gave me this gift, and et cetera, my, and my wife included and I have this platform
2: real life, real
1: hey y'all let me tell you about green chef green chef is a ccof certified meal kit company green chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle whether you keto paleo vegan vegetarian gluten-free or just looking to eat more balanced meals green chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences my favorite thus far is the Boom Boom Shrimp Bowls. It comes with green leaf lettuce, stir-fried cabbage, and red bell pepper and prepares in 25 minutes. It's gluten-free, keto, and paleo. Enjoy your greens while being green. Green Chef is the most sustainable meal kit, offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. With fresh produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients, you can trust Green Chef as the number one meal kit for eating well. Green Chef offers 35 nutritious and flavorful options to choose from every week, featuring premium clean ingredients that are seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Green Chef's always-changing variety of easy-to-follow recipes means there's something new to discover each week so you'll never get bored. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh, and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. I love switching between the brands, and now my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. Go to slash RLRC130 and use code RLRC130 to get $130 off. Plus free shipping. Go to greenchef.com/rlrc130 and use code rlrc130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Real
2: life, real crime.
1: Courtney Coco's murder is in jail. Mary Pershaw's murder is in jail. Both of them awaiting trial. Fighting like hell for Miss Barbara Blunt. We'll see what we can do for everybody else. But thank you so much. And I'm going to conclude this series. Now, it, as the trial goes along and stuff develops in Mary's case, I certainly will cover it so y'all will know about it. But I appreciate y'all. And next week, I'll be back to telling old cop stories, okay? Damn proud of you people. Real quick, I want to talk about the crew bash. It's huge, y'all. It's two weeks away from today. And the VIP event is Friday night at the Basin. We have the whole club on 3rd Street. We have the whole club from 7 o'clock until 2 o'clock or whenever they kick us out. And that is sold out as far as the VIP tickets go. They get you early the next night into the Texas club for my live show in Chase Tyler Band. But Friday night, we opened it up because that place is so big. We opened it up for another, I think, hundred uh, people to buy tickets. And a lot of people couldn't said they couldn't come Saturday night to my show because of weddings or whatever. Uh, uh, some of them had a Mardi Gras ball, but they wanted to come Friday night. So there there are tickets for sale for Friday night. It's twenty bucks to get in, and you can party all night long. And I'm going to sign autographs and take pictures and actually get to spend time with everybody there. Versus the live shows when I only had like three or four hours and, and I got a line down the stairs and uh, around the building of people wanting to get an autograph and take pictures, right? But this night, Friday night, we're doing it. I'm going to be accessible to everyone. I will spend time with each and every one of you. And when I get done signing autographs and pictures, we're going to throw it down. But we're going to have a DJ uh, because we're having the world famous Chase Tyler Band play after me at the Texas Club the next night. So I figured a DJ would be good at the base, and it's a concert hall, y'all. It's a very nice place where I did my first big live show and we sold it out. So Friday night, if you want to come to that, it's 20 bucks. Tickets are eventbrite.com. Then Saturday night, the doors open at 7. At the Texas Club, if the VIP members, you know what you're getting. You're getting in 30 minutes early. But, y'all, there's not a bad place in the house. It's a concert hall. is you know, the largest country music place in South Louisiana. Everybody from George Jones to Garth Brooks to George Strait, everybody that's ever been anything famous in country music played at the Texas Club, right? I got to do the last Crew bash, the second crew bash there, amazing. I finally got the video in the other night after a long, long unnecessary wait. But I got the video in. It was amazing, y'all. The crowd was amazing. The venue is amazing. That place is built to watch the concert, okay? So it's not a bad seat in the house. We're going to be there. I'm going to take the stage. I'm going to do a live never-before-heard Real life, real crime, old cop story podcast. But I'm also going to make it crowd interactive. It's going to be a little bit different. I'm, I am always interact with the crowd. You know, y'all been there, boom, and stuff like that, right? But I'm going to do that part. But I'm going to make this one take it even a step further. And people in the crowd, you're going to know what, about it. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. So those tickets, we still have some general admission left. They are 40 bucks, $40, eventbrite.com. They are going to sell out, people. Absolutely going to sell out. It, I will do my live show, and then I will go upstairs and and sign autographs and take pictures as, as long as Chase Tyler band is playing. The Louisiana, two-time Louisiana Country Music Hall of Fame inductee, and y'all, if you were there last year, you know this band and Chase Tyler rocks the house. They give me goosebumps. It, it is a concert. It's not like a something rinky dink, right? I mean, they're going to play Mardi Gras balls in Washington, DC next week. They're the shit. So anyway, while they're playing, I'll, I'll do the autographs, et cetera. But when they stop or they get ready to stop, I'm going to go downstairs and sing the last song of the night on stage with Chase Tyler. And then we're done. Right. But it's going to sell out, go to eventbrite.com, get your tickets. I'm telling you, it's happened every time. The people wait till the last minute and and. When that rush and crush comes, and they're like, oh man, there's none left. And I'm like, I can't do anything about it. There's a fire marshal code of how many people they can let in 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 these venues. So get your tickets, eventbrite.com, 40 bucks. You want to come Friday night to the basin, it's 20 bucks. And then, y'all, we had the Hilton. I've been telling y'all about it for months and months, the Capital Center Hilton, which now the rate, per night is over 300 and something dollars a night, but we had it locked in at $121 a night for lifers with the the use code R L R C one. If you booked your room already and you didn't use that code, you can, you can still go back and swap your room to that code and it's going to save you a lot of money, a lot of money. And, and, but the deal is we're sold out. We sold out the whole damn capital center Hilton. So, Maybe somebody cancels, and if you want to come in and stay there now, we're gonna be. I'm going to be there Thursday night through Sunday. But if you want to come hang out with us, you want to stay at the nicest hotel in Baton Rouge, you want to be a block away from the basin, the, the VIP party Friday night, that's where we stay. All right, All right? And I'll be there Thursday night. And if, y- if y'all were there last year, you know I, hang- I hung out with, in, in the bar and in the lobby with y'all probably way longer than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it was lifers, and we were all family, and it was love. But it, I, I just like the tickets. I'm telling you, the tickets for the club are going to sell out. Tickets for the show are going to sell out. We have officially sold out the Capitol Center Hilton, which is on the Mississippi River, y'all, in downtown Baton Rouge. So, but you can still try. But call them direct and see if you can get a room because you're not going to get one online, and the RRC code is not going to be good. Sorry. Just, I'm I'm not lying to you about the tickets either. They're going to sell out. So go to eventbrite.com and get your tickets for one night or both nights. And we can't wait to see you there. Now, very important, last thing. You know, I always ended up with LOPA, Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency. Last year, we raised $8,000 selling raffle tickets for Captain Calvin got guided charter fishing trip in a Yeti. Ice Chest donated by Local Leaders Podcast, Jim Chapman, and another Yeti donated by Miss Tiffy Sicard of HomeKey Mortgage. This year, y'all, we have over $20,000 worth of prizes, and the ticket prices are the same. It's $15 for one chance or 10 chances for $100. Bucks. Now, Originally, we thought the prize amount was only going to be $16,000. Now it's over $20,000. And I'm going to do some more episodes in the next two weeks. And everybody that donated, is going to you're going to get to hear them talk about why they donated. I've already done one with Shane McBride with McLaure Whitetail Adventures, who donated a four-day guided whitetail hunt and a four-day guided turkey hunt. And I'll be there for whenever the winter goes for both of them. And I'm going to cook for you. And, and so... That's an RRC expense that we're donating to, but we should probably should add that into the amount. But everybody else, the and I'll touch on them real quick, y'all. Like local leaders, Jim Chapman has donated a full podcast to any any business that wants to come on. I mean, they, he promotes the heck out of them, and his su- su- show is a smashing success. And, and um, I mean, he's doing phenomenal, right? So he donated that. He they, they donated. Another a, another Yeti. It, it's just a bunch of stuff. Okay, so thank you, the Local Leaders Podcast, Jim Chapman, T- Tiffany card, Home Key Mortgage. Again, donated another Yeti ice chest, and these it's like six seven hundred dollars ice chest, y'all. So it, and we'll have her on the show. Thank you, Tiffany, and Home Key Mortgage. My good buddy Captain Calvin Duvall, y'all. I've been on this fishing trip, and he took me and my sons out, and we had a The best time ever. My youngest son, before he was getting off the boat, saying, Daddy, when can we go back? That's DeVall's Cajun Charters, okay? They donated another guided trip. And on top of that, he donated a custom-built rod, and he's mounting it with one of the same reels he uses on his charter boat and spooling it, et cetera. But that's going to be sold separate. That's going to be auctioned off for $1 tickets on the rod is, on for friday night right but so but i just want you to know what he's donated but that that got it trip it's a lot of money people and and you get to go to delacro louisiana one of the most beautiful spots in the world and go fishing and and, and matter of fact some lifers that went down with them last year to fish are coming in the day early for the crew bash this year, and they're going back with them. That's how much fun they had. So thank, thank you, Duval's Cajun Charters and, and, and Captain Deval and and, uh, and your wife, Kim. Oh, Lord, there's so many, y'all. Brian with Grainworks. Brian, I finally got my sign finally finished and mounted. Brian built my big real-life real crime sign for my headquarters building where the studio is over my bar. And with LED lights, et cetera, I'm about to post that on social media when I get Brian on the show. But Brian is donating, and go look, under Grainworks, G-R-A-I-N-W-E-R-X, I believe, on Instagram. He actually has a video of the the custom cutting board or extruder board that he's making for to donate for this. It's handmade. He's showing you. He's doing it by hand. And it's, it has the pistol grip on it. Uh, I'm not. Just go look it up. It's a, It's unbelievably beautiful. That's another prize, Miss um, uh, Miss Peyton, who has Adele Lane Spa, has donated a $500 gift certificate to her spa. Guess what? That's where my wife and daughters go. She is the bomb. And and she is such an uplifter of women, it's ridiculous. Go listen to her on Local Leaders Podcast. Her, her show, I think, has, has been Jim Chapman's and should have been Jim Chapman's number one downloaded show. So she's donated $500 to go get yourself pampered. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Adele Lane Spa. Crystal Falgu, manager of Just For Him in Denham Springs. Just For Him has donated another Magellan ice chest, which is super fine. I, I was there. She did my hair just about 10 days ago, and she got it in. She's donating that. Uh, just For Him donating that ice chest, which I would love to win, and, and a 20-ounce Yeti tumbler and a $60 gift certificate to go in there and have the best haircut in the world. I mean, I get the full shave and the, the hair wash and the scalp massage. I mean, good lord. I I love to <laughs> I love to go to Just for Him and if you don't get crystal, all those girls in there are fantastic. Then we have the, the lady from that is donating the handmade quilt. I mean, it just it, I'm going to have her on, too. And then the boutique in Livingston is donating two different gift certificates. One's for a gift basket, and the other one is for in-store purchases. And I'm going to have her on. It's just too many to list, y'all. But its we're raising the money. We want to beat our $8,000 that we raised last year. We've upped the prizes by about mm, $18,000. I mean, there's over $20,000 worth of prizes. Please go online, any of our social media. You can go to lopa.org. They have it posted there. You can go to Jim Chapman, Local Leaders Podcast. He has it posted on his. Captain Calvin Duvall, they have it posted on theirs. I know if you go into just for him, they have it on there. And we made it easy. Cindy made it easy for y'all this year. All you have to do is, is scan the code. And enter your information. It's done electronically. You get your tickets electronically. It's easy peasy. If you don't like that, you want to do it the old school way, email Cindy, C Y N D I, at crime.com. and she will absolutely get you taken care of and get you entered into the drawing. And the Beauty Barn in dental Springs, I know, is doing uh, another location Jim Chapman has it set up at. So, y'all, it's, it's, LOPA is a nonprofit organization that saves lives every single day. Take a minute. If you're a lifer from Guadalajara, Mexico, you don't have to be from Louisiana. Take a minute. Go to LOPA.org, sign up to be an organ donor, and give the gift of life and sight and everything else that they do. Be a hero. They, they're saving lives every day. That's why it's my passion. That's why we're trying to raise money for them so they can continue to do what they do. And I, t- I said it once, but I'll tell you again. One of the, Captain Calvin Duvall's mama was a recipient of a double lung transplant from LOPA, and he got to have her on this earth for five more years because of that lung transplant. So that's, that's why we're trying to raise money for y'all. So go get your tickets. And I'm Woody Overton, your host of Real Life, Real Crime, the podcast. Until next time or ever, don't let me catch you down on Murder you. Peace.
0: Real Life Real Crime is a true crime podcast brought to you by Woody Overton and executive producer Toby Tomplay in conjunction with iHeartRadio and Cloud 10 Media.